Hey everyone, welcome to this week's sermon podcast of B Church. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermons for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. I find somebody and tell them you in the best church in Pretoria. That was very weak. Come on, take like a minute. I find the other person and tell them you are in the best place and in the best church in Pretoria. Amen. Hallelujah. It's so good to be before you this morning. I bid you greetings from my church, London, from my wife, Pastor Anne, and my church family. Good morning. Amen. I want to give honor to Pastor Voma. One more time, can we just celebrate Pastor Voma? 40 years. 40 years. My God, my God, my God. To Pastor Tasha, God bless you. And to the leadership of the house, Pastor Eckhart and Anzal and Dandre and Sabrina and all the leaders, Jaco and Chanel and all the elders of the house, I greet you in the wonderful and the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good to see Pastor Voma's parents. God bless you. We honor you. We salute you. And I want, to, I want you to give yourself good to see Cheryl and Riyaz and Deserving. But I want you to give yourself a big round of applause. You know why? You guys are amazing. Come on, just clap your hands. I'm traveling with Nathanael um, Tafira, who is a Dutchman. I brought the Dutchman to the house who is actually from the Netherlands, and uh, he's been traveling with me for over a decade, and I know the young man, and he's a joy to be around with. But how many of you were blessed by the word of God as Pastor Voma began to introduce the subject called proton believers? Amen, amen. How many of you know that God is taking us on a journey? How many of you will agree with me? So I, I, I do apologize for not being very moving today and I, I've been contending with something very, very, very deep through the night and um, I haven't actually slept. So just bear with me because I believe that God wants to do something incredible today. Amen? You must remember that we serve a God who said, somebody say, a God who said. And that is the Logos, the written word of God. And this is where we get the word logo from. Logo is something that's forever in front of you. How many of you believe that the word of God needs to be a logo forever in front of you? Amen. How many of you also recognize that the word Logos is also the word Lego? Lego. And if you are a parent like me who has three children, Waking up in the middle of the night and tramping on that Lego will determine if you're really saved or not saved. Amen. <laughs> How many of you experienced that? Aina. That was a big fear, So, but when you look at a Lego, a Lego is a building block. Amen. So, how many of you know that uh, God always takes us on a journey? Somebody say, we are going on a journey. 
we heard and we declared over Pastor Vilma that he's come into his 40th year. And when you look at the Bible, the fourth, number 40 primarily means the end of trial, the end of testing, and the end of coming out of a wilderness where there's been a testing of the nation of Israel coming into the promised land. How many of you know that uh, that's what the number 40 means? Are you with me? Come on now. Um, now watch this. It's interesting that the worship team began to prophetically sing that you are taking us into the promised land. Amen. So how many of you know that God has been on a journey with the church? Oh my God. God has been on a journey and the journey keeps taking us in a direction that we've never been before. So this brings the concept of what we call a proton believer. Why? Because we haven't been there before. And I'm not going to go into the details of what Pastor Verma introduced. But I want to highlight a few thoughts to you. So we recognize he is the God who said. This is why the Bible says he's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's going to be the same. Oh, three people. Hmm. Maybe Sherelle can help me understand. He's the same God. He's the same God. Andre is the same God. Oh, you guys are getting it. Watch this. So when we look at the, the nation of Israel now, the nation of Israel lived roller coaster lives. One day we up, one day we down. So you see, the nation of Israel, God brings them into freedom. 40 years of freedom, 400 years of slavery. And then they cry out to God in their desperation. God sends a voice to them and to take them out of slavery and bring them into the promised land. We've seen that this is the nation of Israel. Hello, are you with me? Now we see that uh, the promise is no longer attached to a specific people because now we are all included into the commonwealth of God. So the promise now gets given to all of us. We never walk aimlessly in God. There's always intention behind movement. Are you with me? This is why we say he's the same God yesterday, the same God today, He's the same God tomorrow. God never changes. This is what the Bible says. He's a God that never changes. Am I right? So watch this. He's the God who said, He is the God who is sane. Or He is the God who is currently speaking. This is where we get the rhema word of God. Now in order for you to move in the direction of where God wants to take you, you need a rhema word. The rhema word is expressed through prophetic ministry, through prophetic worship, through prophetic utterances, etc. This is why the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Are you with me? So, for us to be in this place, there has been multiple words that have come to this man of God and the woman of God. Are you with me? And because this word resonates on the inside of you, you connect to it. And because you connect to it, everything that this word carries begins to unfold in your life. 
So you think you're anointed for business, check the source. Check where you plug in. Because where you plug in actually enables you to walk in that place. Are you with me? Then he is the God who will say. So there are three levels to this thing. He's the God who said, he's the God who's saying, and he's the God who will say. But let's move on. If you have your Bibles, turn with me now to Luke chapter 19, and we are reading from verse 1. If you got it, say, I got it. I'm trying to reserve my energy because I don't have it. But I can feel the anointing kicking in. And this is the first time you've seen me so reserved like an Englishman. <laughs> oh my God, watch this. <laughs> verse 1, chapter 19 and verse 1. Look what it says. He entered where? I can't hear you. He entered where? And what were you doing? Oh. How many of you know that you are on a journey? Some seasons you are passing through. But watch this. Let's keep reading. Verse 2. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Somebody say Zacchaeus. Look what it says. He was a what? No, you guys are not working with me. I need your energy. Don't worry, the glory is going to come. It's here. He was what? A chief tax collector. And he was what? For all those who don't like to be rich, I'm coming for you. You cannot build anything without finance and substance. Are you with me? Let's keep reading. Verse 3. Look at it says in verse 3. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on the account of the crowd, he could not. Because he was what? Small in stature. Mm -hmm. Verse 4. So he ran ahead. He was a pioneer. He ran ahead. And he climbed up a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. Now let's read Numbers chapter 13. We are reading from verse 1. Numbers chapter 13. We are reading from verse 1. Numbers. Numbers. Chapter 13 and verse 1 and verse 2. Look at it says, the Lord spoke to who? I want you to put your name there. The Lord spoke to who? I want to hear your name. The Lord spoke to Phil Vermeulen. Saying, keep reading. Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to you, the people of promise. From each of the tribe, their fathers, you shall send a man. Everyone, a chief among them. My God. My God. Now when we look at the context of what I am, or the foundation in which I'm laying, you find 
that in Numbers chapter 13, we have an account where Moses is saying to the 12 spies or the 12 chiefs, go and spy the land in Canaan. How many of you know that, the, that Canaan, the birds are in agreement with me, don't worry about that. How many of you know that Canaan was the promised land? So Canaan was a land, but within the land there were cities. So what was the first city that uh, the nation of Israel in Canaan had to take? Jericho. Interesting that when you look at the backdrop of uh, Numbers chapter 13, you find that they come back with a report. Moses asked them to give a report. The report of 10 was accurate. We normally downplay the account of the 10, but that's what Moses asked for. He asked for intelligence. I don't have time to deal with that today. But watch this. In the land of the, the 10 uh, chiefs said, in the land, we are like what? Grasshoppers in their sight. Moses says, but why? Because there are giants in the land. But what's interesting about Jericho, Jericho was a metropolitan city, very similar like Pretoria. Let's bring it into our context. Let's ask the question, what are those giants? Those giants, because it was a very industrious city. Their military infrastructure didn't allow people to come in and didn't allow people to leave. So that deals with sophistication. Hello. That deals with another level of strategy. Can you see where I'm going with this? They are grasshoppers in their sight. The land is flowing with milk and honey. So within the land, there's not only a powerful military infrastructure, there's an agricultural infrastructure. Not only that, they began to harvest honey. Now, in light of all that, Jericho was an industrial city. Let's bring it into today's context. Let me propose this to you. The challenge you are facing today is industry. Because your voice within the context of industry is not amplified as loud as Google. It's not amplified as loud as Samsung. Hello. But why is God taking a people who are not, my God, the anointing just hit me, who's taking a people who look insignificant and says, you are a chief. Let's go back. Let's read. Where was Jesus passing through? Jericho. So what was established as an industrial city which was their rightful inheritance because Jericho was given to Israel. Generations later, Jericho is 
not necessarily in the hands of the people of promise. Remember I introduced the thought that I said the nation of Israel roller coaster. 40 years breakthrough, 400 years slavery. He says, Moses says in Numbers, choose 12 chiefs. Let's look at the word chief. Somebody say chief. chief. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Yes. We are dealing with proton believers. Proton in the Greek word, or the Greek definition, means to be first. To be first. In other words, to be primary. You cannot go to tertiary education without first coming to primary education. Primary education is the foundation for what's going to sustain you in tertiary education. Are you with me? So anything that's first is primary. So your wife is the primary. Your wife cannot be secondary. Your relationship cannot be secondary. Your husband cannot be secondary. It has to be first. What is the first commandment? Love the Lord. What is the first thing God speaks in Genesis 1? And God created that? Huh. What is the first thing Jesus teaches us in the Lord's Prayer? Our? Who art in? So guess what? The heavens is primary. The anointing is primary. The glory is primary. Hello? We've made the glory, we've made the anointing, we've made the move of God secondary. Because when you look at the progression in Genesis chapter 1, God creates the heavens and then he creates the so first things first true story I'm leaving London Yaku I'm, I'm going to Dubai it was during the time of COVID and I had to I was on my way to the US and I had to I had to pass through Dubai I had to stay there for 14 days quarantine but as I'm leaving South Africa, or rather London, McLondon Heathrow Airport, Pastor Tasha, and the lady stops me and says, you need, to have a, uh, you need to have a visa. How many of you know that an airport is a gate? And that the warfare always happens at the gate. So the warfare that I was experiencing last night is because this church is a gate. Are you sharing me? So the lady says to me, you need a visa. I'm looking at her. I had began to teach our church on first things. How many of you know that the Bible says, Pastor Eckhart, that Jesus is the first born among the brethren. This is what qualifies him to say, the things that I done, you will do. Because whatever is first sets the pace the tone for what comes after. So this lady says to me, you need to get a visa. Uh, a visa. I looked at her and said, are you crazy? 
As a British citizen, I'm allowed 90 days visa-free to travel. No, that's not the rules. I kept quiet. The Holy Spirit, what, what do you want me to do? Holy Spirit said, speak to the gate and come in the name of the first. In the beginning was the, and the word was with, and the word was, what beginning? The beginning of time. The beginning of all things that were created. He existed. So because he existed, it gives me the license to speak to things. So we are so quick to accept everything that our mouths are closed when we ought to speak. Because the Lord just said to tell her to put you on the plane. So I go to a look at eyeball to eyeball. I pray that said, I come in the name of the first, Jesus Christ. I speak to the gate, give me access. And let me pass through. Now the Holy Spirit says, go and speak to the lady. I go and say, ma'am, put me on the flight, thank you. Uh, um, 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 yes, okay, no problem. Um, it's not my problem if they're going to detain you. They won't detain me, thank you. I go to Dubai, 15 days, I leave. The same thing happens at Dubai airport. Remember, an airport is a gate. Why is it a gate? Things come in and things leave. It's a gate. The wolf is at the gate. So whenever you are at the gate, always address it in the name of the first. So the man says the exact same thing what the woman said to me in London, you can't go to America. I said, okay. I went, I prayed, you can ask Hanson. I prayed, commander, you give me free passage and passport. I went to him, I said, sir, put me on the flight, thank you. Uh, it's not a stuttering. Uh, 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 it puts me on the flight. I'm not responsible if they detain you. They won't detain me. I stop in Washington, another gate. They detain me and Hanson, our worship leader. I start getting irritable now. And I begin to worship. You have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. You have no... So we begin to sing this, and we begin to see this, and all of a sudden this gentleman looks at us, and he says, Mr. Vermeulen, come. I don't know why they stopped you. But... Um, I don't know what to say. It's his words. What do you do? I'm a pastor. Oh, you're one of those pastors that wear cool shoes. I was like, yes, I'm one of those. And then I begin to prophesy into his situation. The man begins to weep and he says, I can't be seen weeping as an immigration officer. Please go. <laughs> Why? Because I understand the power of first. This is why he says, first, bring your tithes to the stores. I can't take you serious. This is for our church. In my church, I always tell them, I can't take you serious if you don't bring your tithes. If you must beg you, because then the principle of the first hasn't settled in you. First means proton, which means prototype. Jesus is the firstborn. He's the prototype for what you ought to do in the earth. Hello. So when you look at the word chief, somebody say chief. The word chief
is the Greek word which means arco, A-R-C-H-O, which means to be first. Zacchaeus, what was his profession? A chief tax collector. He's a prototype in that city. Oh my God. He is a ruler. He is a first. Why do you think Zacchaeus now understands that there's a miracle that's about to come into the city? I know what it means. Why? Because Jesus is first. Jesus is first. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and all things were created for him and by him. Hello. Are you with me? I'm going somewhere with this. Watch this. So he comes and he says, I've got to go to Jesus, and I've got to be first. I've got to go ahead of the crowd. Woo. Why? Because he understood what it means to be first. The word first, yes, it means uh, 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 chief. But look at this. Another definition for the word chief. So now in Numbers chapter 13, choose men who know how to be first. One, let's bring up 1 Corinthians 12, 28. Ooh, Jesus. Because <laughs> the word arco also means beginning. It means beginning. It means first. It also means a ruler. Look what it says. And God is appointed in the church. What? First. Apostles. So in other words, proton or prototype men and women of God who know what it means to go first. Who know what it means, like Pastor Verma, to go where we've never been before. To be a first, to take you into territory that you're unfamiliar with. But guess what? Someone who's a first has the ability to govern that area. In other words, has the ability to rule that area. So you weren't just made for a salary. It's one of the biggest lives in the earth because Babylon now owns your time. Babylon tells you when to have a break. Babylon tells you when to eat. And I'm not saying don't work, but I'm saying you've got to break out of the mentality that someone else owns your time. Because the word first also means first in time. Are you hearing me? Okay, let's move on. First I sit in the house of God, apostles. If there's an apostle in the house, guess what? The community become apostolic. What does it mean to be apostolic? Do you have, yes. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Cheval, you got the Holy Spirit? The word apostle, Yaku, means sent one. It means one sent as an emissary to represent another. Are you hearing me? 
So they are sent on assignment to govern. They are sent on assignment to break through. They are sent on assignment to pierce. They are sent on assignment to, uh, to, to reculture the culture. So I'm declaring prophetically over you that God is raising you up to reculture the culture of South Africa. This is why he's calling you to walk in a direction you've never walked before. Because the church is the only institution in the earth that's very slow to move. Are you hearing me? So, if you have the Holy Spirit, where was the Holy Spirit sent from? Bible says in the Gospels, it's more expedient that I go away, but I will give you who? The Holy Spirit. I will send the Holy Spirit to help her. So guess what? You don't believe in the apostolic and the prophetic? It's okay. You just said you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an apostolic spirit. Yet Jesus also says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. That is not actually the Great Commission, it's actually the Apostolic Commission. So we've got it twisted because there's a misunderstanding of what the role of the Apostolic is and what the role of a proton believer is. Hello, are you with me? So that means now some of you don't even know that you're operating in it because you are the first to get saved in your family. You're the first to have a business. You're the first to get married and not get divorced. You're the first to worship in, a, in, in, in an environment that's not conducive for God to do anything in your family. Yet you are the one that's on your knees praying to God day in and day out, crying out for your brothers and sisters. Why? Because of the apostolic spirit in you that wants to break through. The apostolic spirit, the prototype believer, wants to break through and to invade culture with the culture of heaven. We see with Jesus. Jesus is introduced into the earth and Jesus now begins to shape the culture of his generation. Are you with me? But watch this. He runs ahead first. Why? Because his status in society has brought understanding. And many of you, I see by the Spirit of God that your status is about to change. That was a good place to say amen. If you can believe it, God can do it for you. When I say your status, I'm talking about your, your career, I'm talking about your job, I'm talking about your business, I'm talking about all the things that you've been able to touch, but there has been a limitation. But one of the characteristics of apostolic or prototype believers is the ability to Break through. One of the other characteristics of breakthrough believers or prototype believers is the ability to move under intense pressure. Because we are both differently. Oh my God, we are both differently. We are not both wishy-washy. We are both on the foundation of the word of God. We are both to withstand the storms. This is why the Bible says, through faith and through patience, you inherit the promise of God. There are promises hanging over your life, but what's going to unlock those promises is by embracing an apostolic spirit that can look at culture, look at the gates, and look at things in its face and say, I am not moving. Are you with me? Nearly done. Whew. My God. Bible says, 
He was passing through Jericho, Jesus. Canaan was the promised land, but Jericho was the first city. But Jericho is also a place of announcement. It's interesting that I find myself in your house, in your midst, on his 40th birthday. Because God is announcing something. The first place that I'm taking you to is Jericho. So guess what? In Jericho, provision stops. Now you have to work the ground. Now you're going to have to work the thing that God gave you. Like Pastor Eckhart, he's a businessman. Pastor Nzal, businessman. Work the business. Create a system that can reproduce and continually produce. So you work the system and you milk the cow. Are you with me? Yes. One day I'll, I'll teach on how, how you do that. Since that Zacchaeus climbed a sycamore tree. Whenever you see trees in the Bible, trees in the Bible is indicative of family. Family lineage. It's interesting that this man is climbing up a sycamore tree. When you look at the definition of a sycamore tree, a sycamore tree deals with inferior fruit. Things that you are producing that is inferior to last generationally. But I've come to prophesy that God is turning every inferior fruit in your life to fruit that remains. But why do I say that? In Jericho, Pastor Eckhart, in Jericho, Yaku, in Jericho, did not the scripture say, wherever the soles of your feet shall tread, that I will give to you. In Jericho, he's putting his foot on the lineage of his family. Something is beginning to change here. Then the Bible says he was short in stature. We think Zacchaeus was short, physically short. It had, it had nothing to do with his physical height. It had everything to do with his character. It had everything to do with his character. Why? I'm going to show you. Jesus passing by sees this man, recognizes that he's the first in his family. He's on the family tree. He's taking his position. Let me propose to you that as apostolic and prophetic people, you cannot be absent from your assignment. Whatever God has required of you, you have to be present. Are you with me? I wasn't feeling great this morning. Ask them. I was out of it. Weak. Even literally before I got onto this pulpit, weak. But we know how to push. We know how to push in adversity. We know how to be present in our assignment. Hello. So no matter what you are facing, no matter the 45 walls of Jericho in front of you that's keeping you out of your promise, 
There's no God. That's going to break you. But you've got to be present in your assignment. You cannot be absent. Let's look at it from a work experience place. The first two years, guy is on fire. One time, meeting all expectations, all escalates. His KPIs are phenomenal. We've given him increase after increase. And then in the third year, this guy decides, I know what I'm doing. It is no more. I'm going to call him sick. Call him sick. And because he's the blue-eyed boy, he's the apple of the company's eye, he gets away with it. First time. Eight months later, I'm going to call him. And then the next year, it's no longer eight months apart. Now it's every three months. And then after a while, his tardiness has now come before the company and we have a decision to make. Do we want to keep this individual that's costing us money? Let me say this, ignorance is very expensive. Why am I saying that? For some of you, you are going to have to be a pioneer in education again. Not a lovable pastor Vilma's dad, in his mature years, he still studied. Reinvented himself. Some of us are finding ourselves in a place and in a space. I've been challenged by Don Ray to meet him on Iron Man. Jesus, I, 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 I woke up this morning, well, I was up this morning and said, Don Ray, please. Please, please, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> but watch this, watch this. You've got to reinvent yourself. You can only reinvent yourself when you have a mentality of being a pioneer. You don't have to be an apostle. But because the apostle carries the spirit, that which you are connected to, you now have access to. That which he breaks through in, you break through in. The territory that he takes, you take. Are you with me? Okay, you're looking at me like, hey. And then something very interesting happens. Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down. Come down from that tree. I see. You met me in my position. You met me and you understood that I am a principality. Let me shock you. And bring understanding. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? And principalities. What's a principality? A principality is a ruler. So when God wants to establish the rule and the dominion of an apostle in a region, is to create them a principality. So they govern what happens in the region. It's a business term. So this is why I'm saying you cannot be poor and serve God. It's an indictment. The gold is mine. The silver is mine. All of it is mine. But yet we are struggling to pay salaries. Doesn't work like that. We have to reinvent ourselves. Are you with me? Zacchaeus, come down. Come down. Because tonight I'm coming to your home. That's a prophetic word for some of you. From this meeting, you've got the attention of God, of Jesus. He's coming home 
What is the first thing that Zacchaeus says to Jesus? When you encounter Jesus, keep your account short. In other words, be honest. Be honest. This is what Zacchaeus, Jesus comes, he recognizes a greater authority. Now I go low. Now I say, Jesus, whatever I stole from the people, I'm giving and I'm paying back four times more. May I propose to you and prophesy at this particular juncture and say to you, there are things that have been held up, but because of Jesus coming to this home, yes, you carry Jesus. I'm not trying to uh, 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 go in that direction, but I'm saying the manifestation of Jesus has come. And because the manifestation of Jesus has come, guess what? Four times. Four times. I don't know what you trust in God for Yaku, but I prophesy to you four times. I don't know what you trust in God for. Maybe something happened that destroyed your heart four times. Four times. Four times. I want somebody to say four times. Four times. Maybe you were at the forefront of what God was doing years ago. And the church hurt you, and the church didn't understand what you carried. And because you were like an anomaly, you were something that was from the future that they couldn't identify right now. And it hurt you and it drove you away. I'm saying to you that today, Jesus is coming to that moment to heal it, but to make you four times stronger, four times better, four times greater. I don't know what has happened. Can we have more volume on the, on the instrumental? Because when you read Luke chapter 19 and we end up at verse 13 where the, where the master is giving servants treasures. The master is going somewhere like this church. We are going somewhere. How many of you can identify that? Where we were a year ago is not where we are today. But there's many more territories to take. There are many more uh, lands to take. There are many more sons to birth. There are many more ministries to birth. There are many more churches to come. There are many, many more territories to come. But we've got to keep moving with God. We cannot stay stuck. We cannot stay stagnant. Because if we are staying stagnant, we are going to invite demonic entities to influence the flow. So we have to continually flow. This is the epitome of proton and prototype believers. Are you with me? He makes a statement and he says four times, I want to give back. Man, I need a four times miracle. I need it. I'm not too proud to admit that I need a four times miracle. Because there are some things that I've lost along the way. That haven't yet come back. But there are moments designed in God just like this. Where God wants to meet you. And God wants to intervene with you. Where God wants to change. And take you from owning one business. To multiple businesses. You see. I've been saying this for the longest part. Why do you want that business? Why do you want it? Why do you want the top of the mountain? If it's not for the river to flow. 
It must flow. And you cannot be stingy if you are called to be a king. I work in the UK. People are very dignified, people are very conservative. And they're even conservative with their generosity. Pastor, there's 10 pounds for the assignment in South Africa. Well, what must I do with 10 pounds? The flight alone is costing almost 1,000 pounds, almost 25,000 rand to come here. I don't ask any of you to give it. Money is not evil. I said to Pastor Roma and some of the other sons, I said to them, you must never be afraid of money. You must put your foot on money. In other words, you must have dominion over it. Why? So you can tell it where to go and it cannot dictate to you what to do and how to go. So I want to pray specifically for businessmen who have one business you're successful, or maybe you have multiple businesses that you're successful in. But there's another place for four times more than what you are currently doing. I want to pray for you. If you're a businessman, come to the front. Come. I'm not going to make you fall. I'm not going to try and make you fall. I'm not going to push you down. I'm not going to spit in your face. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. A simple prayer. You know why? We've got to build this vision. We've got to build this vision. We've got to. There's property that we need to buy. There's facilities and there are schools that we need to build. But you know, you know what's the amazing part, Pastor Voma? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The sad part about good news and about bad news. Do you want to hear it for all the businessmen? Do you want to know what the, the bad news is? We have property to buy. Yes. And it's got and it's going to cost a lot of money. That's the bad news. You know what the good news is? That money is in your pocket. It's in your pocket. My charge to you is when you get behind the vision and say, Pastor Voma, I'm coming as a prototype. I'm coming as a breakthrough son and daughter to come and lift up the hands of this house because we've got to buy buildings. We've got to build schools. We've got to build orphanages. We've got to build infrastructures that speak beyond our generation. You see, how many of you know that the Bible says nobody listens to a poor man's wisdom? Look around you. God is calling this house to a greater place. God is calling this house to greater. But I believe it's going to start to four times more. Just lift up your hands. Close your eyes. Can you have a bit more volume on the instrumental? Father, these your businessmen that have been faithful to steward 
what you've entrusted to them. They've been faithful, they've been diligent, they've been liquid, they've, they've got assets, they've got properties, they've done well, God. But Heavenly Father, I pray, and I ask that you do something supernatural in these businessmen, these kings in the house. Because God, your word says that when the king heard that Elisha was about to die, he cried out and he said, my father, my father, my father, give me the instruction. So father, I pray for these men, these women, these kings that you've anointed to come and build the mandate. I declare four times more wealth, not riches, wealth. Four times greater projects, contracts that will usher in finances to build this vision quickly. Yes. Huh. Father, the word that you've given our house, that there will be multiplication and there will be more in 24. I declare it over this house that they will begin to demonstrate, my God, the kingship of Jesus Christ in the earth. I declare, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that they would move in this unction, that they would move in this anointing, the king maker anointing, because it was the Magi, Lord, that came with gold, with frankincense and myrrh, that underwritten the entirety of Jesus' his ministry in one offering. So, Father, I pray, my God, raise them up, God. Raise them up to be such ones. Raise them up, God. And I declare that every contract that has been withheld from them, I speak to that contract and to that gatekeeper. And I come to you in the name of the first. And I declare that you are subject to the name of Jesus. And now give these people access to the resources, to the finances, and to the contracts that have been held back in Jesus' name. I'm just going to ask you to count to three. Or I'm going to count to three and I'm going to ask you to shout. Because that's the thing that they done in Jericho and the walls fell down. I'm going to count to three. There are walls that have kept you out of some contracts, some places and some spaces that are about to fall. One, I can see it by the Spirit of God. You've been kept out of some places financially that the Lord is going to give you access. Two, I'm declaring over your life and I'm declaring that what God is about to bring to you is not only for you, but it's for this house. Three, let's shout. Some of you still didn't shout, you're going to shout one more time. There's a prophetic act in this, please. Just, 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 just follow my instruction, please. One, two, three. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something very prophetic. This is for the businessmen. Prepare an offering and come leave it here at the altar. We, I'm, not, I'm not trying to take your money from you. I'm trying to expand you and your capacity for God to 
give you more. One of the ways in which you partake of that is that you gotta come with something. Whatever it is, just come and leave it here. I know you can do it online, do it online, and with Nicole's offering, a Jericho offering. Because we've got to go to the other side. How many of you want to go to the other side in business? How many of you want to go to the other side in resources? So I'm going to ask you, please, obey the Lord. There's the giving details there. If we can get envelopes, guys, I would appreciate that. I want to pray for it. I want to declare and speak over it. Thank you. All the businessmen. All the businessmen. Come on. We are stretching you so your capacity can increase. I'm going to share a story with you. I think I shared this with Pastor Eckhart last night. I was in California, and I've been trusting God for a particular watch, an Omega. I like watches. And I think I shared with you, and I had to give the U-blow away. It was one of those uh, moments. But watch this. I'm sitting in the front in California by Apostle Nathaniel's church. And a young man, 21-year-old, comes and gives a tag watch. Says to me, this is a gift that was given to me, but I feel the Lord says, I must give you, take this thing very quickly so I can go. I take it, I follow him to the back, and I pray for him. I pray very specific things regarding business and contracts. I sat with his brother in the week. His brother is upset now because... The deal bypassed him. But I'm sitting there and I'm saying, that's exactly what I prayed. The brother gave out of convenience. The younger brother gave all he had. So a contract that was allotted to him as a businessman bypassed him. If you want to get the attention of God, the only thing that matters to God is the thing that matters to you. Jesus mattered to God. I've had to break a certain level financially. You know how I broke it? Going over and above. One, two, three. This Jericho offering, you're going to pay for it. And now I'm going to ask the people, you see, first, the kings, because they're chiefs, tax collectors, chartered accountants, there's order to this thing. First, the businessmen, come, you set the tone. Now the people, you can come and give your Jericho offering. Whatever you purposed in your heart, come. I'm not telling you amounts, I don't believe in manipulating people. Move as the Holy Spirit has given you an impression to move. You can come. You can come. Thank you.
There's an envelope, if you want the envelope. There's an envelope here. Again, people are not worrying about the envelope. That's okay. So, Father, I thank you for every heart that gave. Father, we lift up this offering to you, this Jericho offering. We thank you that you breathe upon this offering. We thank you that you become one with the seed. And may the seed that has been sown go on behalf of your people to speak on their behalf. And we prophesy to the four wings of the earth, the four altars in the earth. Let them converge on this offering. Let this offering be holy and let this offering be one with you. Father, we recognize that this is holy. This is holy. It's a holy moment. So, Father, I thank you for the miracles and the signs and the wonders that are going to take place we are not buying miracles, God, but we are partnering with your anointing. We are partnering with your spirit. In Jesus' name. Everyone stand with me. I'm going to declare a corporate blessing over you. Because there are angels in the room that are working up and down the aisles that are going to do what only they can do. I'm just a vessel. This morning it was primarily about teaching. Tonight we'll demonstrate. Tonight there will be a move of God. Tonight God will begin to move specifically in your life. But everyone lift up your hands. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. May his favor be upon you. From now to a thousand generations ahead. May the capacity in this house begin to increase, begin to grow, and begin to expand into places, spaces, where this house is anointed to govern. Father, we thank you for the apostolic grace that is resting on this house to take territory, to plant churches, to raise men and women of God up, to raise kings and priests in this house. Father, I declare that this house will be a haven for the glory of God. I declare that this house will begin to see a revival and an awakening and a glory like never before. I declare that this house, not long from now, will be on the highways, the byways, on television, and it will go from state to state throughout Africa, even into the US, the UK, and even throughout the nations of the world. And Father, I thank you that even in this house, there will be backlogs that will be transported 
And from this place, I prophesy and declare that God will begin to raise up men and women of God who are passionate about the glory, who are passionate about the move of God, who will steward this move intentionally, who will steward this move with grace, with patience. And I declare that this house will begin to rise and take its place even in Pretoria, but not only in Pretoria, but I see Cape Town opening, I see PE opening, I see East London opening, I see George opening, I see Stellenbosch opening, I see Durban opening. I see a wave of glory coming even to Bloemfontein and even to places where they previously said it is difficult and it is hard to pray through. For have I not said to you that I put a scepter in your hand, not only to govern but also to negotiate in the realm of the spirit. And the Lord says, son, open your mouth because in your mouth you will begin to see the, the miracles, the signs and the wonders and the provision to do what you need to do. And the Lord says, I'm going to move exponentially in this house even in 2024. 2024, the Lord says, I will begin to demonstrate my word to you. I will begin to demonstrate my word to your kings. I will begin to demonstrate my word even to the sons and the daughters in this house. And the Lord says, there will be prophetic companies. There will be prophetic worship. And there will be prophetic worship and prophetic dance and prophetic teaching and prophet raised from this place. And they will go to the north, the south, the east, and the west. And there will be a purity and there will be a river that will flow from this house. They will touch even the ones that don't want to be touched. And the Lord says, even this place, not long from now, will become too small. Will become too small. So stop looking for the building. Stop looking for, stop looking for the land. Go and do what you need to do because the Lord is about to breathe an immeasurable amount of favor upon this house and upon the sons and the daughters and even regarding that which pertains to your life and everyone under the sound of my voice. The Lord says, get ready. Because he's going to do something you've never seen. He's going to do something you've never experienced. The Lord says it's the beginning. In fact, the next 10 years, you will begin to see what you've only dreamt of as a little young man. I see you laying on the field, looking up into the sky. And your mind is imagining what God is going to do. And God says, I'm quantum leaping back to bring what I've already put in you to take it forward. And the Lord says, I've been stretching you. This is why it's been so uncomfortable, Pastor Verma and Pastor Touch. And even as you've said yes to the calling, yes to this phase in your life, God says, get ready. See? The announcement. God says, get ready because you're about to see what you've never seen. I want to sing one song and then we're done. I just want us to worship to feel this moment. Can have the worship team. I want to sing that song. He has no rival. He has no equal. Because we are making a statement and a declaration that whatever God has said, there's nothing that can rival the voice of God, there's nothing that can rival the intention of God and then I'm done.
Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit our website at bchurch.co.za. Reformed to function. Let's be church.